Well, I am, again, I am Pastor uh, Brandon, I'm family pastor here, if you're new, visiting with us this morning. So good to see you all this morning. Um, you know, Pastor said uh, the weather didn't cooperate with us this morning, um, you know, but we have. It's been such a great summer overall, great weather for it. Um, what we have only really two two Sundays the whole summer where we started where we weren't able to meet outdoors. So we, we're, we were just super thankful for that. Um, thankful for our church family um, who's shown up time and time again, as Pastor said, just so generous this summer in, in so many ways. You know, I think about, I think about that word family, and I've, I've said it before, but I, I think back to Brittany and I, my family, and our, um, Brittany and I came out for the interview for this position. You know, we've just been here now over three years. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't seem like it's been even three years. It's, it's gone so quick, but I'll never forget coming out to this lobby after being in the interview, and Brittany and I had spent time a lot of time in prayer as we as we looked for positions and and one of the, our main prayers was Lord help us to find a place that, that's like a family. We knew moving away we were we we're how many hours 12 13 hours from our closest family member and we we knew that our kids we knew that we needed a family and you let me just tell you right off the get go you guys have been an answer to prayer in our lives um, the family that this church is so I want to just thank you guys for that we we love you we appreciate you all very much so. Um, we, uh, but we appreciate your flexibility with the last-minute change. Again, we had planned on being outdoors until until Friday, and we made that last-minute adjustment. Can you guys just thank the sound and production team, the worship team, for everything they do too? Yeah, they do. They do an awesome job. It's not easy to have to shift like that last minute. You think of everything being set up right out there. Our lobby, if you go past those doors, is just full of outdoor surface stuff. And so we, they had to shift quickly to indoors. So I appreciate them and we appreciate them and all their work. One of the biggest challenges, um, church family for us, um, especially in um, the kids ministry area is to not be able to be with all of our students um, since since March now I, can you believe it's been that it's been that long since we've been um, locked down so um, listen we are so so ready to get back to it can I just say our ministry leaders our volunteers are so ready so I want to let you know here's a church family this morning I'm going to be giving you more details throughout this week but we are restarting kids ministry next Sunday September 20th all right yes I'm excited our 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 kids ministry leaders all of our our volunteers are ready to get back to it and so we're just we're ready for that um keep in mind i think pastor mentioned again we're we're going now consist, consistently to two services every week so starting next week those times will be 9 and 10:30 Okay, so starting next Sunday, 9 and 10.30. We'll remind you of that often through email and, and social media. But um, we will have, I want to just quickly, for those who it pertains to, uh, we will have kids ministry available in both of those service times. Um, so um, for those of you that, that might be new to the Living Word family, we've got kids ministry in both places. Um, if you're watching, um, if you're watching with us either online or here in person, I want to take some time and just explain a little bit uh, of how what that's going to look like. Um, because again, this summer, this season changed really everything of of, of how we operate in in some ways. So I want to walk you through that a little bit. Um, if you're new with us, 
Um, our check-in station now for all of our kids will be right here in the lobby. So we're asking everyone to continue coming in these main doors right out here. The check-in will be in the lobby. So just come in, get your name tag, and then you can proceed to your classes. If you're new and not sure where that class is, um, our volunteers out there can help direct you um, to those places. Quickly, uh, of course, our nursery is available for birth up to two. Once your student turns three, they move across the hall into our junior kids class. All right. Once they go into kindergarten, then they're going to go into our gym or our multi-purpose room for our elementary. Oh, what I do, Amy? First grade. I see I already goofed it up. Once they go into first grade, <coughs> then Amy's like, stop trying to take my kids. <laughs> Once they go into first grade, thank you, then they go with um, Kenny and our other volunteers into the gym. All right, fifth and sixth graders then go to our en route classroom. En route, as we call it for our fifth and sixth graders, is only available during the second service. It's the one class that we offer just during that time. Okay, so I, I hope I know that's a quick run through, but um, usually, you know, we, we have a couple Sundays over the summer where we invite students that are moving up, you know, to go check out the new classroom. We've, uh, I invited the incoming, um, even the incoming youth members. Usually I'll bring in some donuts and some coffee, invite them to youth group on Wednesday nights. Um, if your student has moved into seventh grade, remember we've got youth group on Wednesday evenings now. We're meeting, we've been meeting 6.30 uh, to 7.30-ish on Wednesday nights. They're welcome in there. But anyways, we haven't had that time, right, to do that with our students because of everything. So I hope that helps a little bit. Again, please um, please watch your email and social media. I'll be giving some details this week on some, some things that we're doing um, differently to just help keep everyone as, as safe as we can. Um, so we appreciate your, your flexibility on that. Um, Everyone, we hope that our kids' programs and we've our ministry leaders, volunteers work hard, um, that our, our kids' programs and classes are a place that are in an engaging environment for kids to experience the truth and the love of Jesus. We, we do that through worship in the different classrooms. Um, there's, there's, of course, lessons and activities, activity-based um, lessons that are, that are age-appropriate for your students. So we hope you'll check those out next week. We can't wait um, to get back to that. Uh, for lastly, for our midweek programs that we've normally done on Wednesday evenings, um, please watch email again as well. We'll be making announcements soon on the midweek programs. We're not quite ready to begin those yet, so just keep your eyes and ears out for that. But thank you again for engaging with us in kids' ministry. We believe, church, that, that ministering to students is important. Um, it's so important, all right? And so thank you for your support with that. I would just ask that you pray for us. Pray for us as a church team. Pray for our ministry leaders, all of our volunteers. Pray for this fall. No one knows what it's going to look like, right? If, if we did, then, well, I, I don't know. But it, it might scare us. <laughs> no, but we, we don't know. And so we would just ask that you pray for us as we try to make the best decision, uh, okay, for ministering to students again. So I thank you. I thank you for that. Church, this morning we have the honor to celebrate with a handful of individuals um, who've made the decision to be baptized. Um, so with every good sermon on baptism, I've got a baptism joke for you. Are you ready? And my wife is already cringing. Oh, no, Brandon. <laughs> okay. Um, after the baptism of his brother in church, Johnny sobbed all the way home in the back seat of the car. His brother asked him, um, his father asked him three times what was wrong. Finally, the boy replied, Dad, that pastor said he wanted us brought up in a Christian home, but I want to stay with you guys. 
<laughs> Thanks, I didn't bomb it. Okay. <laughs> no, I, but I want to look with you all this morning um, uh, at the biblical understanding of why it is that we practice baptism. Why as a church do we practice um, um, baptism by immersion, full immersion in water? Think full dunking, okay? Why do we operate that way with baptism? Well, start with me this morning. We're going to turn uh, to the book of Matthew. Let's, let's look at chapter 3 this morning. Matthew chapter 3. Let's pray as we get into the word. Lord, I thank you so much for your church. I thank you for your your church family that has been such a support and encouragement. God has just been so faithful. I pray this morning as we look to your word um, on the subject of baptism that you would just speak to our hearts this morning and the truth and the love um, that's that's so evident in your scripture. So just um, be with us this morning. Thank you for what you do. In your name we pray. Amen. So baptism is a beautiful tradition. Let me just start with that. It's a beautiful tradition. As a pastor, there's almost nothing more exciting in in ministry that produces so much joy, um, so much excitement than seeing someone take the step of obedience to be baptized, to publicly declare their faith. But why? Why why baptism? Why is a church who make such a big deal of a ceremony that, can I say, to, to people outside of church might even seem a little silly. I mean, think about it. All right, you're, you're going in a tank of water and you're dunking them under the water, right? For us, we've got this great mobile um, baptism tank, which I love it. It can be moved around. Uh, uh, for some, you know, it's like a hot tub. <laughs> for some people looking at that, think, wow, you guys are really enjoying baptism there, right? But why do we, why do we operate like this? Um, uh, why do we and other churches practice immersion? Again, that full, um, full dunking, if you will, <laughs> of older children and even adults, while some faith traditions use baptism mainly for infants. Um, let's look at some of those questions this morning. Some of the, I think it's good to be able to have a conversation on a subject that, you know, it's a very common question, actually. Pastor and I get it often. Why do you all practice baptism the way that you do? I'll never forget, um, I think it was the last time we did baptisms, and someone stopped me afterwards, and they just had this big smile on their face, their, their face and they go, that was incredible. They loved seeing us celebrate this public declaration of faith. They loved seeing joy on people's face. It had been something that they never experienced before. And I think, I think for people in other traditions, that, that might be a, a normal um, experience. So um, let me just say from the get-go this morning that as we talk, it's not, it's not my heart, it's not our heart as a church to demean other traditions or, or other practices, but it's our heart to look at what the Scripture says and to make decisions as a church we feel are, are best led by the Word of God. So we first read about baptism in the New Testament when John the Baptist, who remember was Jesus' relative, began baptizing people in the desert wilderness outside of Jerusalem as he, as he preached to the people about repentance of sin. So Matthew chapter 3, if you're there, I believe it's on the screens as well. It goes like this, Matthew 3, 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. So John the Baptist's role church was, was mainly to prepare people for the coming ministry of Jesus. And th- this act of his was actually, uh, actually a, a fulfillment of prophecy from the book of Isaiah. 
check it out. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3 said, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. So John the Baptist's um, life, as weird and um, you guys know about John the Baptist, right? He lived out in the desert. He wore camel skin, camel fur. And what did he eat? Locusts, crickets. Like this guy's out dressed in animal skin, eating bugs. Okay. He was definitely, um, definitely not a character that someone would have, you know, anyways. Hey, please baptize me. Um, but as people came out of the city, all right, to be baptized, John told them about Jesus who would be stepping on the scene shortly. This is Matthew 3, 11 now. John said this, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John the Baptist's ministry was almost entirely to call people to repentance and to prepare them for the coming Messiah. Baptism then was a regular part of that process for John the Baptist. Now follow along with me, move down a couple verses to 3.13, Matthew 3.13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John, listen to this, tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And John consented, it says there. And so why did Jesus come to John to be baptized? In being baptized himself, I believe Jesus set the perfect example for us as believers on why we follow in that step of obedience to God. Pastor uh, Joseph Vest rather said this, Jesus took this step of obedience to show us the way to identify with those of us who do need to repent and turn back. Humility, commitment, and identification That's really what baptism is all about. Baptism, then, is one of two ordinances, including communion, that we observe as a church out of faithful obedience to what the Lord has asked us to do. Other faith traditions hold additional ordinances or sacraments, as they call them. We we see the biblical instruction to the ordinance of baptism as just that, a sign of obedience. We practice baptism this way also because this example was shown to us by the early church. You know, the early church was right there with Jesus. They, they saw him. They saw his ministry. They, they saw and, and received instruction from disciples and apostles who were right there with him, right? So if we look at some things that the early church did that can give us a, a good insight there to what was, what was held belief, that the believers who decided to follow Jesus were then baptized in water as an additional sign of obedience to Christ. Guys, it was even shown in the Great Commission. Remember that? Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, I often think we we think of the Great Commission when we talk about evangelism, right? When we talk about missions work. We understand as believers, our purpose is to go and and share with the lost the hope we have in Christ. We We know that. But I think sometimes we, we overlook that second part of the Great Commission that also includes baptism as a necessary part of that process. The command is that once someone comes into relationship with Christ, made a disciple, that they should then be baptized. For the early church and since, it has been the obvious next step for those who have come to follow Jesus. 
Baptism, then, again, is a beautiful, incredible step of obedience. And in Acts chapter 10, as Peter preaches to a crowd of non-Jews or Gentiles at the home of Cornelius, the instruction is given by Paul that these new believers should be baptized, something that up to that time, remember, was reserved only for the Jewish believers. Acts 10.47, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. A beautiful moment there of a reconciliation of the, the, of the Jewish and Gentile churches, right? And finally, baptism then is a perfect symbol of our lives, in our lives, of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It mirrors perfectly, church, what Christ did for us. Listen to Romans 6, 4 on this note. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Baptism is this beautiful symbol of what Christ did for us. Amen. And it reminds us, it's yet another reminder. How many know we need to be reminded constantly, right, of what Christ did for us? It's yet another reminder of what Christ did in our lives. Going under the water in baptism symbolizes us dying to self, being washed clean and made new, and coming up from the water, a new creation because of Christ. Baptism is that beautiful reminder that we all need each and every day. I'm going to invite the the worship team to come. As we close here this morning, and um, we're going to give we're going to give some instructions as as we go here. Um, for those of for those that are being baptized this morning, you can go ahead and make your way um, to the gym, and um, so we'll allow you guys to go now. And then um, after we're going to uh, sing some worship, to we're going to close the worship in here, and then we're going to invite everyone to the gym to to be a part of that service this morning. Um, we want to remind you too, just in closing, we've got some um, the meatball truck company here this morning and we've got Kona Ice waiting for you out here and also I just want to let let you know if you have any beef with Pastor I um, today is a great opportunity to just let out some of that frustration you can come out and donate to Speed the Light and dunk us as many times as you want (laughs) okay out there at the dunk tank but we want to invite everyone to be a part of our baptism service and then to take part in the food trucks we will have um, tables set up in the gym for everyone. We know the weather's not great, right? So grab some lunch, come sit at the tables in the gym. We'd love to do that with you all this morning. So let's pray. Would you stand with me? Let's pray as we move into worship this morning. Lord, I thank you so much for um, the tradition of baptism. Lord, in a, in, a, in a world that seems to be throwing tradition away in a lot of ways, God, thank you for the reminder uh, of the symbolism of baptism, Lord, and what um, it draws us back to and that and in Christ we are made new and so uh, God I thank you for the hope that's in that this morning and I pray that as we go uh, Lord that you would bless um, the baptism service and just bless our time together even as we eat and get wet and <laughs> Lord we thank you um, for the opportunity to just be here this morning let's worship together in your name Amen